Relax. You're quite safe here. <laughs> Good evening, and welcome to Rock Welcome to Rock Strikes 10, where you get 10 songs, no more, no less. I know that part. All right. All right. Take two. Welcome to Rock Strikes 10, the show guaranteed to always give you 10 songs, no more, no less. My name is Joey. I want to thank everybody for tuning into the show here today, whether you're doing it at cnjradio.com or you're subscribed at leaving a comment and star rating on the iTunes, never missing one single episode. Just found out today that for a brief moment in historical time, Rock Strikes 10 showed up in the What's Hot section of iTunes. So let's keep that love coming. Thanks very much to BJ from the great Rock and or Rub podcast for hitting me to that. Very awesome. Because it's not. I don't check it every day. I check it like once a week, I'll be honest. It's pretty sweet. Yeah. And that other voice you're hearing oh, there... Oh. And uh, is Logan? He's 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 itching to pop the top on. Pop his... a top. That's right. Do you, wanna, do you want to give a brand name, or you just want to move on? No, nah, I'm okay. just going to move on. It's just All right. you know, hey, you, you and Chris, cheers. Yeah, if you remember one of Chris Holmes' old guitars, then you'll figure out what he's drinking tonight. All right, good enough. Yeah, there you go. I asked Logan to come back to the show. Hey, what's up, Joey? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hey, how you doing? <laughs> How's your day been? It's been pretty been, bitchy, man. Been friggin' working all day. And I came home to do this show because this is going to be one of the highlights of my day, for sure. Oh. Uh, I saw a post. Uh, here's another plug. I was on the Facebook. A uh, great Facebook page if you're a hard rock and heavy metal fan. Rip Magazine uh, has a Facebook page. And that was one of the great you know, magazines of the era, easily. Lon Friend. Absolutely. Lon Friend is probably one of the top five rock journalists of all time, in my opinion. So good. And he's out there. I think he might. I don't know if he runs that page, but they do a great job anyway. Yeah. And uh, they had a post the other day that it was just a few days ago, the 25th anniversary of the Moscow Music Peace Festival. And I was like, wow. I mean, that's an old moment for me right there because I remember. Like, I'd love to go to that. Like, I just remember seeing the ads on MTV, and they were having a pay-per-view concert. Pay-per-view was not a reality in my household at that point. And uh, I was just like, this is like one of the greatest bills ever assembled. And then, you know, you can read the background on how that concert came to be. And, and regardless of how it happened, I'm just glad it did happen, because it's, it's a great snapshot of, uh, you know, hard rock and heavy metal in the late 80s. Uh, and... I just figured, hey, let's do a show about it. We can do a little fun roundtable with Logan here. Hey. And, yeah, we're going to play nothing but live tracks from the bands that performed at the Moscow Music Peace Festival, including some actual audio from the show. Ooh. So if you've never heard any of that, then definitely stay tuned. It's hard to dig up, though. Yeah, I mean, like I said, you can find clips on YouTube. Most of it's just VCR rips from the pay people that got the pay-per-view concert. And uh, I guess over the two days, or it was on delay or something like that. I mean, that makes sense that it was on delay. It's probably about like a four to five hour pay-per-view if you put all the full sets in there and not any lag time. So, yeah, so just running down the lineup here in the order that we're going to talk about. This first uh, conversation piece might just be more general than about actually the first band. Right, right. But uh, uh, Russian Upstarts Gorky Park. <laughs> I like that. Upstarts. Upstarts. Uh, U.S. Upstarts. Skid Row. Right. Cinderella. 
two albums in. Two albums in. Uh, bon Jovi, Riding High. The Scorpions. 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 Yes. Uh, always a solid band to have in your festival. Motley Crue, uh, newly sober Motley Crue. Uh, yeah. Ozzy. Were they really? Yeah, I'll, we'll talk about that later. Okay. Uh, and uh, those are the seven main bands. There were two other Russian acts that played over the course of those two days. I, do you have the names in front of you there, Logan? Uh, they were... Oh, man, I just had it. It was just... Because uh, Gorky Park was the band that was on a yeah, major in the U.S. So Brigada S. Okay. And a band called Nuance. And I tell you, he was in the band, but... Yeah, no, don't, don't worry Garak about it. Sukarov. And he was in Brigada. Never mind. Yeah, but so. anyway, but that's kind of what we do here on Rock Strikes Ten. I mean, yeah, it was. It's in depth. We're, we we try to be as in depth as we yeah. possibly can. Yeah, and this or at least you know, yeah, whenever I show up, kind of more my wheelhouse uh, <laughs> to use a cliche. But you know, everybody this week was talk, kind of talking about the 45th anniversary of Woodstock. But I'm like, eh, eh. you know, I'll tell you what, I'm I'll do it at 50. At the 50th, I'll do the Woodstock show because I like exactly 10 acts on Woodstock, and they're not the ones you think. <laughs> so uh, maybe yeah, that's a tease uh, five years from now. But let's yeah, talk about... a bunch of fucking hippies anyway, right? <laughs> yeah. Let's talk about some uh, Moscow Music Peace Festival. Let's just talk about the overall aspect, where you were in your fandom at that time, Logan. That oh. I already went through mine, so... Oh, uh, yeah. My, mine, was, mine was waning at that point. Oh, so. you were waning by 89. Oh, yeah, yeah, because, yeah. I mean... Oh yeah, because U two had happened. Well, no, I mean, U <laughs> two had already U two had already been around for for a long time. Yeah, I'm just fucking with you. Man. But yeah, I know you're fucking with me. But and 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 uh, th- there was a lot of other stuff happening. Yeah, the uh, college rock thing was college rock to really thing slowly bubble had up. had got a name. Yeah, they called it alternative. Mm-hmm. And at least around '89, but then there was also this scene that was kind of, kind of burgeoning out of uh England called Grindcore. Oh yeah. And it was around eighty nine. And so in in my own experience of looking for metal acts that were and, and I, I, yeah, I, I still, and also Thrash was yeah, Thrash was, Thrash was still, still going. I and mean, it was building we, up to we uh, still had majors. I mean, we still had, you know, Metallica. <laughs> yeah. The you big, know, the big four. Kind of, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. You know, they they were still touring probably for, and Justice for All. Yeah. And you got uh, bands like Sepultura coming up. Sepultura and, was yeah. coming up. Um, so right right out of Brazil, they were. Let's see, what was that? Um, it wasn't really a rise, but it was. Um, God, it was the. Mass embryonic, whatever, something. I don't know. Anyway, but, you know, that... Schizophrenic. Schizophrenic. Yeah. Oh, oh, I'm thinking of mass embryonic cells that was... Dead embryonic cells from uh, Dead embryonic from cells. Thank yeah, you. That Thank was, you. That was good. Thank you. But, you know, I was more interested in, in, in the grindcore scene, honestly, that was starting to come up. Just starting to get familiar with them. I, I, I don't think I went fully you know throttled in until like maybe a year or two later but um yeah they they were hitting on my radar yeah and so the this this part of the late Aussie uh Motley Crue Cinderella well, tell you what let me go down the list here with yeah. you I, I I'm gonna I'm gonna poll you real quick just yeah. to just to see and be completely honest and yes. tell me if you bought these in retrospect or not Absolutely. But I'm gonna go down 
the albums that were that were these bands were representing at the time right, right. of Moscow oh, okay, Music. Yeah. Okay, first Skid Row album. Um, have it? Actually, I did not buy the first Skid Row album. No. Okay. All right. I bought Slave to the Grind. Okay. Yeah. I Great bought record. the second album. All right. Cinderella, Long Cold Winter. Uh, Long Cold Winter. Did I buy that one? I think I did. All right. Because All right. I, you know, I actually I don't I don't think I bought the first one. Oh, okay. Interesting. But I bought Long Cold Winter. Yeah. Both good records. It was just like Skid Row. Yeah. Uh, bon Jovi, New Jersey. Yes. Yeah, New Jersey. All right. Yes. Uh, Scorpions, that was Savage Amusement. They were still doing that one. Yes. Okay. Ah. Uh, Motley Girls, Girls, Girls. Just yes. about to put out Feel Good. Yeah. They yeah. Were like, it was like a month after this. Yeah, I bought out Dr. Feel Good. Yeah, I had both of those. Okay. I had both of those. And uh, Ozzy, No Rest for the Wicked. Um, I probably waited a little bit longer on No Rest. Okay. But I, I, I do remember having it at some point, at least. All right. So... All right, well, that's our warm-up to the Moscow Music Peace Festival. First track here, since we don't have really probably much to say, I think I can speak for both of us here. Uh, well, let's open up with a little bit of that Russian flavor. Oh. And uh, I, I actually recently scored this on clearance, so I was kind of happy to see it. Honestly, it's like, I remember when this was getting pushed. <laughs> uh, I think, I don't know, they might have Bon Jovi's management. I think that's what, I think Doc was trying to get him over in the States. Yeah. But a legit Russian band. Uh, this is off of their debut album from 1989. They hailed as the Russian Bon Jovi. <laughs> this is Gorky Park, Gorky Park. with Bang. <laughs>
Alright, there you go. That was Gorky Park opening up our Moscow Music Peace Festival conversation with Bang off of their eponymous debut album. <laughs> I, I honestly don't know if there was a second. There, there had to be, right? Probably. I, I, I don't know. Uh, but they, they did play the Moscow. You know, I, I was thinking about uh, Russia. Uh, who would have thought at the beginning of 2014, as far as my personal opinion, I believe that Russia is kind of in the top comebacks of the year. Russia's kind of back in a big way, you know. I mean, uh, as far as accepting, or no, just as far as like on the radar politically oh, and oh, like, yeah, yeah. like at pop culture, you know. They, I mean, yeah, they had the Olympics. That that's kind of where it started. Now Putin's like all over the news again. Yeah, yeah. And it's like Russia's like they're almost acting like the way that they're portrayed in the media. I don't, I don't know all the ins and outs here, but they're almost kind of selling it again. Like Glasnost, you know, was for right. Like yeah, it seems yeah. like they're almost going in that direction. It's like, we're trying to, we're trying to get into like a, a, a cold war part two or yeah. something like that. Like, you know, who's really like happy about that. Two factions of the media. And I'm not even talking about the news channels, right? The two biggest pop culture, uh, groups that are just picking shit over the Russia comeback, right? Are Hollywood screenwriters, oh yeah, and pro wrestling promoters, okay? <laughs> because <laughs> hey, man, we haven't had the the Mad Russians in a long time, all right? Yeah, and now it's a thing again, it's, and it is a thing again. There's there's it, a new Russian heel in WWE it, you right know, now. Growing up through the Cold War, like I did, right? I mean, I mean, what what better kind of adversary can you? Can you put on screen than yeah. than a, a somebody that speaks a little bit of Russian there? Yeah, so. exactly. When I was a or kid, or that's a, a, a more affiliated with the communist regime. Yeah. So, and yeah. the, the little news I paid attention to in my formidable years was very right. highly Russian. But every now and then, some you great hear, music out of that era, yeah. though. I oh, mean, yeah. the Cold War albums, which oh, may be a, a totally a different. You mentioned Rush, Grace Under Pressure was one of the great Cold I, War I, albums. I, right? I find that to be probably the the one of the most. I mean, it, it really is. A, it, that's a Cold War album. Yeah, yeah, we should and, do that. And that, that could be a different yeah. show completely. Oh, for sure, we'll do that at some because point. because there's That'd other be other songs that you can find that. That may be affiliated, but you know, and I hate to derail, but no, yeah. that's all right. But no, that's great stuff. Back to the uh, Moscow Music Peace Festival. Uh, I, I, like I said, I'm kind of going in. Uh, what I like to call kind of almost sort my of per- order, sort of order, it's <laughs> sort of order. It's sort of a pecking order too. There's some, uh, you know, I, I play a few favorites here and there, but yeah, uh, we're getting into Skid Row, who I, I I was a big fan of when they came along. They were like the new band that I could start in from day one. That's kind of where I was at because I never was on the boat originally. Like I was too young for Motley and their first albums. I was yeah. I was too young almost for Bon Jovi in their first albums. Almost. Almost any of these bands on the bill. I wasn't even born when half of these bands started anyway. So like Skid Row comes along and it, they're a brand new band. So I was kind of like, I like I like them. So I'm going to, this is the one that I'm... Uh, you know, I think a lot of these, to the, a lot to of these bands, here, you know, a lot so. of these bands were just really starting. Whenever you were, you, yeah. you were in your formidable years. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's there, there's Except a handful. Scorpions, they were putting out records. Well, yeah, they, before my they've been putting out records for almost forty years at this point. <laughs> yeah, you know, and it, Ozzy, it, as of today. Yeah, and Ozzy yeah, and these bands were new in my lifetime. Like, besides yeah. Ozzy and the Scorpions, yeah. I mean, Skid Row certainly they they they, they were a brand new band. Yeah. Like what? I mean, 
Gosh, I, I was when, completely. When was the first album? When, just Skid Row. When that come out? It was 1989. It was 89. like late 88, early 89, okay. something like See, that. See, so and you I know, thought that they were going to be the band. You were in the like 90s. what? Ten. I was exactly ten when I was rocking. There the album. you go. I thought Skid Row was going to be the band of the 90s, and. A little bit of that is just my personal opinion. I and could have I'll, told you different. And I know. I know. <laughs> also, a, a lot of that, honestly, a lot of that, not just MTV. Yeah. But it was all the, the magazines I was getting. So, like, Circus and Metal Edge. It was there like, was nothing wrong with that, It was Skid Row day and night. Yeah. Like, my buddies were in yeah. the Skid Row. They had the shirts. Yeah. We bought the posters. Like, I can't wait for that second album. Yeah. We, were, we wore the album out so much when we were just seething for the second album to come and out. The second album was like monster. It was, it was a total monster. I mean, well. That's still, Slave of the Grind is still one of the best metal tours I've ever seen because wow. you had Skid Row at their peak uh, supporting a heavy record and the opening act on that entire tour was Pantera. And when I saw that tour in Dallas... It's a monster. Dude, and it was exactly a week or two prior to Vulgar Display even shelving. Wow. And they the first time I heard half of the Vulgar album was at that show. Yeah. And then we all looked yeah. at each other. All of my buddies that I went to the show with, we just kept looking at each other and goes, this album is going to be a yeah. motherfucker. Yeah. And it was a motherfucker. Yeah. And then the next album was a bigger motherfucker. Yeah. But uh, anyway, back to Skid Row. Go back. They, they definitely could hang. Like The, the, yeah, the whole could. point is they could hang on a tour like that with a band like that. They could. Because they brought it and they were heavy. And I like the fact that they had a little bit of rooted in punk. You know, like Rachel. Yeah. And, and Rachel was definitely the punk guy. And he was yeah. the, the, the co-songwriter with Dave Sabo. Yeah. And he came from more of a 70s classic rock background. Yeah. So I yeah. liked, they, they brought a little bit of the punk attitude, the crazy uh, metal attitude. You know, it was like yeah. a nice little mix. And it worked out great because Sebastian is also just a monster of a front man, well, yeah, too. Yeah, great front man who, you know, punched his own ticket, unfortunately, yeah. you know, because. I mean, he, he's, he's doing what he's supposed to do now. Yeah. yeah I, I guess. In, in, yeah. In, well, I mean, I mean. He's putting out records, in, sure, but. In, he's, in, in his post. <laughs> yeah. And his post not yeah. having really a a, a, a a static band. Yeah, yeah. He's just being the personality. Yeah, because and, and he's doing crappy reality shows now. Yeah, and it really he is. sucks is because I know deep down that he knows, and I know, and I. And by the way, I love Johnny Sollinger. He's a local guy. We love Johnny, and he does Johnny's great, great. He does a great job in that band. I've seen them live more now than I saw him with Sebastian, and uh, but that all being said, I know they need each other because you know. They they all know that they could be playing bigger places yeah. if they work together. Yeah. But obviously, some of these people are extremely hard to work with, from what yeah. I hear. So oh, that's just, I wonder who that is. Yeah, I wonder who that is. Huh. We 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 know who that is. Anyway, he's never going to do this show. Is Mariah Carey in the band? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but I actually watched the Skid Row set uh, this afternoon. I was able to watch the whole set on on YouTube. I was really excited that they actually opened up the show with their contribution to the Stairway to Heaven, Highway to Hell album yeah. with Holidays in the Sun. Uh, I'm going to have to go with that. I might have yeah. even played that on the show, but I'm going to play it again because it's part of the record on here. We're going to play a few songs from this record, which is kind of rare for Rock Strikes Tim, but I like this right. as a representative because, honestly, there's not really uh, any live Skid Row audio from the first two tours, no, so I'm no. just going to have to go with this. So for the first of uh, maybe uh, two times you'll hear Sebastian's voice tonight, this is Skid Row with their uh, really uh, pretty cool cover, actually, of Sex Pistols' Holidays Holidays in the the Sun, Sun. which was the opening track 
off of never mind the bollocks all right enjoy Skid Row doing Sex Pistols Holidays in the Sun, uh, not on anything else except for this one compilation, Stairway to Heaven, Highway to Hell. I don't know how in print this album is. I guess it's actually not, but it's one of those I think it might not be too expensive if you oh, found it Oh, just illegally download it from somewhere. <laughs> yes. 
<laughs> Why not? Why not? Fuck those guys, right? And the fact the fact that this was a benefit album, I guess they didn't really pay royalties. Oh, they got they got their money. Yeah. No, I'm saying like <laughs> the whole concert itself and this album was supposedly a benefit yeah. for yeah. rehab centers and whatnot. I remember it. It's also Doc Doc McGee's uh, community service oh, for I, his. Uh, I love you, Doc McGee. I love Doc. Yeah. I love Doc. Doc was great. Yeah, but he made a lot of cool things happen. He yeah. still does. He manages. He's, yeah, he manages. You should go on his page. Like the he still manages like a ton of bands. He does man, he? He still manages Kiss, but he also oh, manages yeah. like Darius Rucker, and he manages Night really, and he manages Night Ranger. Do you even yeah. really need to manage Kiss though? I mean, because he's just kind of uh, like, oh, eh, well, you know, just play these shows. I feel like they just need to Spengali. But Darius Rucker, you know, you, sure. you got to kind of work on a little <laughs> yeah, bit. I guess. I just thought it was fun. You know? I mean, how many country venues can you put him in? Oh yeah, well, yeah. yeah. There's like 50, 57 <laughs> over here in Dallas, Fort Worth. All right. Hey, moving on here. What's up, Cinderella? Uh, Cinderella, absolutely. Cinderella. What's your? Uh, you got a little history with Cinderella? Well, I, I I don't have much. I, I remember their uh, their breakout with Shake Me and yeah, Night and, Songs, yeah. And, you know the Night Songs record, yeah. which they actually that trilogy of videos that like, people don't do that anymore. The trilogy of videos, oh yeah, that's right. That's Shake right. Me, Nobody's Fool, Nobody's Somebody Fool. Save Me. Yeah, I mean, uh, they they were uh, you know they they were the, I mean it's it you know it's lodged in in that like glam era. You know sure. the 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 pop metal stuff yeah. or whatever you want to call it. So, you know, I, shake me, man. Gosh, such a great. I don't remember who didn't like that song. Yeah, and if you didn't like that song, I was like, "Are you fucking weird?" <laughs> you know. Yeah. And then they would go, "Well, I like the Sex Pistols or, <laughs> right. or something like." That. I was like, "Okay, well, whatever." Yeah. You know, they, they they probably had like a. A part of their hair that was drooped over an eye, and they wore black <laughs> lipstick, guy or girl, or whatever, you know. <laughs> yeah, conformists. They were, they they were nihilists. Yes. <laughs> so you know, but no, I mean, uh, Cinderella's first album was like a. I I just remember it being a big deal all yeah, across the board, serious. and then but the second album for them was it was like such, to call it the artistic statement. It was like, it, it, it was I mean. It, it must have been hard for those guys, you yeah. know, because they're trying to be themselves and yeah. not the guys that they were trying to be on the first album. Yeah. They were trying to find a little bit of identity. Well, and, and they definitely hit the, the you know, the, the blues aspect into hard rock. Right, right. Almost, was almost its own subgenre it's by the time 89 rolled around. Well, and, and you know, you're also trying to, to, to give credit to... What the entire genre is based upon. Yeah, totally. And and and, but basing it on a little bit more of a modern, modern style of what blues rock really is, and 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 no one's trying to peg Cinderella as a blues rock band. Right. They're just trying to put them in that, that sort of glammy pop metal yeah. mode. And Tom, but, Tom's but, a legit blues fan, yeah. and, and he's, he's a big country fan. He also likes metal, too. He's like, yeah. I remember reading an interview with him where he talked, he, he damn near talked about, like, you know, Robert Johnson and Randy Rhodes in the same breath. Like, it's you know, easy to do. They're all good players. It's so easy to yeah. do. It yeah. really is. And, like, you know, what, were they, were they starting out for 
Long Cold Winter is that what? well by the time oh, wait, the no. Moscow Fest rolled around, Long Cold Winter was almost done as a okay. tour. Yeah, they, okay. they were pretty much about to go back in the studio for Heartbreak. Heartbreak Station. Station. Okay. So uh, I heard Tom even saying like he, you know, kind of he definitely regrets the album cover of Night Songs because he's like that completely it, pegged I, us as a hair metal band. Yeah, yeah. And they, you know, it's almost cliche to defend their musicianship at this point, but like bands like Cinderella, bands like Rat, bands like Dokken and Tesla. That they got all lumped in with there are, are a lot more than meets the eye. Basically, they that's are. really what they it's really are, down and, and, to. and that's and and I recognize that a lot more now, especially as as the 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 forty something guy that I am. That that they they really were a lot more than what met the eye at that time. But I mean, at that time, I didn't want anything more than you know, I I wanted my you know, it's not love, and I wanted yeah. shake me, yeah. and I wanted back for more. Yeah. But those bands were more than that. Yeah. And I get that now, and I'm glad that they're kind of you know kind of come around. They oh, yeah. still they still give yeah. they still give the crowd what they want. Yeah. I, I would I love the fact that and and much credit goes to like a band like Poison for doing this. Like when Poison first got back together. They were the first band of the next generation that reunited and came back and were actually successful, at least on the road, yeah. post-Kiss. Yeah. Like, because Kiss came before all these bands and they influenced these bands. But when yeah. Poison went back together, all of a sudden all the other bands kind of followed suit and they did good by bringing them on the road with them as a big package every summer. Yeah. And at one point, I, I got to, I remember going to the first year for Poison and it was a great bill. But then, like, on the third or fourth one, I went back. And Cinderella was on the bill. And that was the real selling point for me. I was yeah. like, I finally get to see Cinderella. Right. I was so jazzed. It was, I don't even remember what year it was now, but uh, it was like somewhere in the mid-2000s, I want to say. Yeah. Yeah. I was just so stoked. When that banner dropped and I saw the Cinderella logo, they played every song I wanted to hear that night. I was like, thank you so much, guys. Yeah. I saw them again on Rockin' America a few years ago also. Still sounded just as good. Still yeah. sounded great. I don't know. I know Tom's had like two or three throat surgeries. Right. He still sounds like he does on the record. He's I, ridiculous. I, I saw I, him solo last year. He was awesome. I and and, and and whenever Cinderella comes around, yes, I want to hear Shake Me and I want to yeah. hear Nobody's Fool and, yeah. and stuff like that. But I do appreciate them for more than what yeah. they presented early on in their career. Yeah. I'll, I'll I'll be honest. It's it's too bad that they have the name Cinderella. <laughs> you know, it's a little yeah. I can I see mean, that. I mean, not not to dog them on on what they chose early on in their career. Yeah. But at the same time, it it it, it may be a little bit more of a a hindrance at this point. And so, you yeah, know, I didn't even think if, about that. If if they, you know, if if they decided to change their name and and move on to something something different that you know around here we have we have a blues festival that happens around um labor day weekend i think they would fit in just as easily oh yeah and not even not even have to play those songs that they were known for that 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 they could just you know be up on stage and and play the you know some some of the old blues standards because those guys are super talented, yeah, and I know that. I know that completely. I don't have any doubt. Just from listening to like 
you know, even like Heartbreak Station or Long Cold Winter. Oh, yeah. I mean, either of those records. Well, I'm that, glad you said that. Yeah. Because, uh, I, I, I would, I would, I would put them, I would put them at our local, um, uh, Bedford Blues Fest. Oh, there you easily. go. That would be fun. I would. You yeah, know. Tom should have played it last year because yeah. I, like I'd I said, love to see his, that. his solo stuff leans Americana, country, whatever you want to call it, a little blues, a little rock. There's some stones going on there too. Nice mixed bag. You don't and, get 2014, uh, but Tom, I'll put you on 2015. How's right, that? There you go. Just yeah. give me a call. So let's, uh, <laughs> we're playing live tracks from these bands when we can. Uh, I thought this would be really cool since you just referenced it. Here's a nice little twofer medley on one track. Oh. This is taken from a couple of years after Moscow, uh, since I didn't really have anything from that era. Yeah. yeah. Uh, this is from Alive at Little Rock, Arkansas, 1991. <laughs> wow. But check this out. It's it's a weird back-to-back, uh-huh. like medley. It's Long Cold Winter, followed by Falling Apart at the Seams. Wow. Yeah, here you go. Nice.
Finishing off some live Cinderella action there for you. And uh, if you want the audio of that, uh, get a really nice uh, sort of schizophrenic collection of theirs. It's the Gold Series, you know, the Universal Gold Series. I thought you were going to say good luck. (laughs) No, you know those two-disc golds? Oh, yeah, yeah. There's a Cinderella one, and, like, (laughs) the first disc... Well, actually, it's a disc and a half of studio best of, but it's almost like it's almost like they just had the band pick it. I mean, yeah, all the big hits are on there. Yeah, yeah. but they go deep on like the still those, climbing. Those record. gold collections are pretty decent. Yeah. But you you almost uh, almost would hate this not song wise, but just on principle, it's completely out of order. There's, I would ha- oh, there's no shit. There is no rhyme or reason. <laughs> oh in the order no, of this no, thing. no. So it's, so it's like bad. No. The first song is don't like, get it. The first song is like Bad Attitude Shuffle from Still Climbing. <laughs> then the more things change from Heartbreak Station. And then the third song is Don't Know What You Got Till It's Gone. No, no, no. Shake Me is like halfway through the first disc. <laughs> so, danger, Will Robinson, danger. But if you want the live audio of that uh, Little Rock show, it's like the second half of the second disc. You get all live cuts at the end of that. If you would like a really good in order best of, I like of Cinderella, how, I, I like how you 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 put that. Oh, you you would hate this because yeah, because you always were yeah, big on I'm chronological. Cr- yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> if you want a good Cinderella best of that's in order, then uh-huh. you need to get rocked, wired, and bluesed. It is absolutely in order. Uh, top do we need to, to take a picture of that? Hey, yeah, you can if send, you want. Yeah. Send it to the, uh, yeah. the the folks out there. Yeah. Well, I think Universal is the only one that really gets. You got to take a that. picture and, and and send it to your uh, Twitter followers. Yes, I, I will do that. That's a great idea, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder how many actually listen. All right, let's hey, move hey. on. Uh, one of the big headliners of Moscow. You know, they headlined their day. Because uh, it was two days. It was two days, and I didn't even realize that until you told me. You're I didn't even, welcome. Yeah, uh, a band that uh, had an interesting hand in the entire festival itself, which I'll go into detail about here in a minute. Bon Jovi. So played, Bon Jovi is played a short set. Yeah, yeah. They all played short sets. Yeah, they all did. Really, I mean, it wasn't that, that sucks, man. It was probably like without pause. Like as far as like between set, it probably took maybe three hours a day to get through it. They could have done this. In I was one gonna day. say, man, you know, it. <laughs> maybe it's a maybe it was a Russian. I don't know how many rubles it cost. I mean, maybe it was one of those <laughs> things where there was like a massive was, like early curfew or something. I don't know. Is 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 Russia rubles? Because yeah, I'm rubles. hoping this was like it was rubles, yeah. cheap cheap rubles. Yeah, because you're only getting like. Five or six songs per set. Yeah, each band pretty much. And Ozzy played about nine songs. I, I, uh, I see. Crew played eight. Yeah. According to here. Yeah, I think their day was a little longer, but they had less bands. Or I don't know like if I'm, I'm I'm giving too much to Wikipedia or yeah, not. Well. But but the thing I always thought was interesting about well the inclusion of Bon Jovi is I mean you know the inclusion of most of these bands is that they were repped by Doc McGee at the time. Uh, there were a few bands that weren't. Uh, just a few. But they all had ties to him, at least. So Bon right. Jovi is like the number one client of Doc, obviously, at the time. Right. Because they're riding high. They're selling millions. They're doubling the sales of any of their contemporaries easily. Because they have that pop crossover. Yeah, yeah. Monsters on the radio. Monsters of MTV. They, People Magazine. I mean, they were freaking everywhere. You know, you know. just as a uh, side note, there's a... If you happen to look up Moscow Peace Music Festival on the wiki... There's like a tremendous section on problems. Yeah, oh yeah. 
Lots of backstage problems. problems. Yeah. There's a bunch of like ego and shit like that yeah. that happens, but I'm not even going to delve into that. No, no, I, no. let's dive into it because I think well, Bon Jovi plays an interesting part of this particular segment. Well, of yeah, the show. of so, course I have to, you know, yeah. go, go ahead and speak while I look. Yeah, there's a lot more detail about the plane ride from hell, which is going to Moscow before the shows even happen. They said it was this really crazy plane ride. You know, they had journalists yeah. and stuff on there too, but like the bands were all just out of their minds, drunk, high, or both. I said, and every witness has corroborated this. Motley was the only band sober, one hundred percent sober. Everybody else, including Bon Jovi, the squeaky really? clean Bon Jovi, were all fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> well, it says many of the bands argued. Over who went on before them. Oh, yeah, I'm going to get and to many that. were envious of Bon Jovi. Bon Jovi. Because Bon Jovi were the kings then. You I, know, don't, they, I don't care who you are. I mean, they I, did not only headline, but was far more considered to be pop music among the hard rock and heavy metal community. I mean, yeah. oh yeah, there's th- there's no doubt about yeah. that. I'm not going to finish the sentence because I don't think it really is. Yeah. yeah. But any kind of, but yeah, I mean, my, my favorite story was I mean, besides like the the biggest controversy of the whole thing probably was the fact that uh, Nikki uh, was Nikki Six of Motley Crue was especially like really bitching because uh, they found out almost like the minute it happened, every band had been told no pyro, no going into the oh crowd. yeah yeah. And then Bon Jovi and comes bon out. Jovi comes out. Comes out. John comes through the crowd like a dictator, and they had a pyro. Pyro. And everybody lost their minds. And Tommy supposedly went right up to Doc, like beeline to Doc. They said that he they punched him. He punched him so hard that it was like the movies where you, your back goes up, like you fly, your feet leave the air, and you go, your back hits the wall, and you just wipe down the wall. And they fired Doc on the spot as their manager that day. There you uh, go. And then all this stuff that was going on, who's on first, blah, blah, blah. Who's on first? Uh, blah, blah, blah. My favorite story of the whole thing is that on the plane ride back, John Bon Jovi, supposedly, this is the story, oh, okay. goes over to all of the seats on the plane and he's making nice. He's like, you know what, hey guys, you know, like... I'm sorry we could this couldn't have worked out maybe a little better. I feel like maybe some of this is my like apparently he's being really apologetic, but at the same time he's making sure he's eye level, right? And he's dumping like sleep apnea stuff into all of their drinks. All of the cups are getting dosed with uh wow, that's, with, that, with, that, like, that, that's a pretty that's a pretty heavy Yeah. And he said Accusation. The, the, what that's what everybody said that uh, John even admitted you were to this. Sleep. And you then asleep they right said now. the plane ride back, everybody was just <laughs> like this. It was like night and day. Like going back, it was just like a lot of friendly skies. You know, all the way there, like, oh, fuck it. All right. But apparently John was like, you know, he, he got his stuff together. That. That, that's the that story that's been going around. That sounds so. pretty out of there. I like the story, hey, You know what, Bon Jovi? It's like a good urban legend, you know. John Bovey only had like five songs anyway, so whatever <laughs> sure. Doc did, it wasn't probably good enough because the next day, crew had about eight, according yeah, to this. That, that so. was probably the branch. What was Bon Jovi's set list? Bon Jovi's set list was... Never did the set list. Was... A paltry set list, actually, if you ask me. Hit me. Lay Your Hands on Me. Okay, good opener. Wild in the Streets. Uh, that's a good one. I like that song. Blood on Blood. 
Huh, deep track from New Jersey. Wanted dead or alive and living on a prayer. Wow. No, you give love a bad name. No, you give love no a bad name. No runaway. No runaway. No in and out of love. No bad medicine. No bad medicine. Oh my God. No yeah. bad medicine. Like I said, there were six singles I'm off out. of uh, I'm out. This is the worst Bon Jovi set ever. It's like a. In the history I, of Bon Jovi. It's like I, I had just enough money to get them to play my backyard party. He decided to play like, Blood on Blood, get, but not Bad Medicine. You have five songs. I get, you have five songs, John. Did every member have a solo after the song? It doesn't. It, you know what? <laughs> All right, let's. Make, yeah, does Tico have a solo? Let's make this right. Okay, I want you to pick. Out of, uh, I'm going to give you a choice of a few songs. You ooh, tell me ooh, what ooh. they should have played that okay. day. All right. All right. All right. I'm going to give you four. Okay. Um, Which you, one do you actually have? Let's see here. Hang on. This part's going to be in. Oh, wait. This is going to take a second. Okay. So, okay. All You're right. Fine. You're fine. I'm going to give you three choices. Okay, three. Would you like to hear You Give Love a Bad Name? Okay. Runaway. Runaway. Ooh. Or In and Out of Love. Ooh, In and Out of Love, definitely. All that right. Was, that was my hook. All right. That was my hook for Bon Jovi. Me too, actually. Actually. That was this, this is the what, song that Bon Jovi You, you were like played. four, and I was like 14. Yes. You were like five. I was four like or five, 15. Yeah. yeah. I saw it on MTV at my grandparents' yeah. house. Yeah. So. And like when Richie kicked the sand at that girl. Oh, man. I was that sold. was awesome. I was sold. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it wasn't the purple leather pants from the first three videos. Actually, John actually said. That's a pretty good That's a pretty good selling point. Though. Yeah, I liked it. Um, John. I'm, I'm, yeah, I shouldn't John, John Bon Jovi said one, one of my favorite John quotes. I've got two. One of them was, if you ever wanted, if you ever kidnapped me and wanted to torture me, <laughs> tie me down and make me watch our first four videos Oh, because of the, the clothes, basically. And uh, when, when they, they, because none of us wore bad clothes whenever yeah. we were young. And uh, I don't know if I said this one on the show yet, but he, he actually was like, when it came time to vote on the track list for Slippery When Wet, yeah. he was like, living on a prayer. <laughs> he was like, I didn't think it was that good, and I, he wanted Edge of a Broken Heart on there, which would have been great on that album too. I was say he's right. It got cut, and, <laughs> and then someone asked about that in an interview later on. He goes, "Well, I'm, I'm, I'm a singer. I'm not an A and R man." <laughs> so uh, there you go. Here's a right. uh, live Bon oh, Jovi. In and out of love. In and out of love. This In and is, out of love. I'll, I'll tell you where the audio is from when we come back. So here you go. <laughs>
All right, that was In and Out of Love, live track. Yeah. I love the keyboard. I always love the keyboard, that little high-pitched shriek that Dave Bryan contributed to that love song. Love that song, man. Uh, little extra, a little extra jam opening up that song, because, you know, the studio, it opens up cold, but and they jam it a little more in this live version. That was from April 28th, 1985, Tokyo, Japan. And, uh, you know, not any audio from the Moscow show, which I think there should have been at least one for this uh, One Wild Night Live 85 to 2001 era. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, I, you know, like I said, good track, In and Out of Love. Uh, it's it's actually one of the better sounding live albums that I could recommend. It sounds really good. They play great, of course. Uh, two unique tracks for the live album that really aren't on anything else. What is, is that from? Two, uh, One Wild Night Live 85 oh, okay. 2001. Oh, I remember that. They do a cover of uh keep on rocking in the free world <laughs> and who didn't yeah everybody and their mom did that <laughs> back then but uh they also did a cover of i don't like mondays with bob geldoff really duetting with him on it yeah why did i not ever notice that it was it, it happened at the uh, wembley in 2000 oh, actually, okay because that's probably why good day, mate like they always said that bon jovi was bigger in the 90s and 2000s, Bon Jovi was bigger in Europe. Huge. In ten Europe. times bigger in Europe than they ever were in the States, even at their peak, which yeah. is saying a lot. Yeah, I mean, that's... They closed Wembley, I, the yeah. original one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah I, I, I remember that. Yeah. By the way, uh, something that I, I love that uh, I think BJ, I referenced him earlier in the BJ? episode. BJ from uh, the Rock and or Roll podcast. Oh, okay, that's he, what uh, he. I think he was on podcast or something. He said, you know, Bon Jovi has really been shitty to Hugh McDonald. The guy's been in your band for 20 years. Can you put him in one goddamn publicity photo? <laughs> can can you put him on the album cover? I mean, dude, seriously? I mean, come on. All right. Let's move on. One hey, of, hey, day 2. Uh, a probably. Ban, a band Most likely. Yeah, a, a band thinking. that I uh, that my fandom of them has only grown over the years. I I I discovered them in 84 when they were just really starting to ride high in the states, but Gorky Park. No, oh, my love for this band has only grown over the years. The the mighty Scorpions. Oh, Scorpions. Yeah, who uh, thankfully are not hanging it up. They just announced no. their fortieth anniversary tour. I'm a little bummed that James is out of the band. He got he got uh, he did some some shitty stuff and got fired. But James, uh, James Kodak, the uh, drummer, long oh. time, they were twenty year drummer. Oh, shit. Yeah. He's out of the band, so I don't know. Maybe they'll bring Herman back for the big anniversary. Hey, Herman, what's up, dude? Herman, what are you doing? Herman's a German. Herman's a German. Yeah. I saw him at Rock, Oklahoma. He was doing Scorpions covers. Um, but yeah. Go figure. Yeah, yeah, what be, else is he going to well, do? He'll be ready. He'll be ready. <laughs> no, he, he gets to pop up on stage. I saw him. He wasn't doing Rush covers? No, no, no. <laughs> but then I saw Herman a couple of years later at Rock in America, and he came out oh. during Scorpion set, and they jammed, he jammed some Big City Nights and there stuff like go. that. So it's like the zoo. They they don't seem to have any disgruntled ex members. No, the, the, they, they never all family. Seemed, they never seem bitchy towards each other. No. He was just like, eh. Seems I'm like out. it's all family. Yeah. But uh, you doing yeah. Scorpions now? Yeah, oh, we are okay. doing the Scorpions. Yes. Oh, okay. um, you don't you, you know their set? It's pretty. Let's hear the set. It's a pretty fucking good set, man. Hit me. Blackout. Nice. Good opener. Big City Nights. Nice. Holiday. Ooh. Oh, Ready? still love, still loving you? Just wait. No, no, wait, no. wait. Holiday. The Zoo. Ah. In yeah. the middle of a set. Yeah, well, hey. It's good closure, though. 
Well, I, I like it as a middle piece. Myself. I don't mind it. I don't mind it. Dynamite. Ah, that's a treasure. Yes. And then, still loving you. Wow, that was the closer. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Well, all right. No, no, like winds of change, but I think there was like. Well, no, no, no. Winds of change was written yeah, because yeah, of know, that gig. I know, I know, I know. It came after the show. I was just like, you know, fucking with you. Yeah, no, I know, that. I know. Um, I remember this era of Scorpions pretty well. Love that rhythm of love video. Great. You want to talk about man. some TNA? Oh my god. Good so, stuff. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, but man, here's something. Obviously, this is a lost art form at this point, especially for hard rock and heavy metal, but. Do they have a bust single, like as far as like being a good song? Can you think of like a single they put out, even if it wasn't successful, where you were like, I mean, even eh. if I didn't like it, but or, or no, I mean, like, yeah, even but, if it didn't do well right, on the charts, right. I'm like, even stuff like Don't Believe Her and Under the Same Sun, those are fucking great no, songs. No, I mean, there's, there's not, no. I mean, Scorpions, Scorpions, Jesus. There's a reason why they have been around for as long as they have. Yeah. And that's because they're fucking good at what they do. Yeah, they write great songs. And they write great songs. I mean, yeah. that's like I said. Yeah. That's why they're 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 good at what they do. Yeah. There is there's a reason why these bands have the longevity. And yeah. and and there's not many of them. Yeah. And they've changed out very minimal pieces of their band. Yeah. Very minimal. You go to the show and Matias and Rudolph yeah. are still there Klaus. In, in front with Klaus, who Klaus. is the, the uh, you know, I, all four foot five of them. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> Just with the monster voice. <laughs> he's he's a tiny dude, but man, you know. It's like Dio. They put a lot of lungs in there to overcompensate. Yeah, man, they sure for, do. Uh, uh, here's a, I use Nola a lot for my basis of comparison as far as like, right. does this work? on non-fanboys. Right. We went to that... I've been Oh, yeah, that's a good... Wow, yeah, that's good. I've been mentioning that Rock in America Festival. Scorpions headlined one of the first nights we went to. Yeah. And she wasn't that... You know, she wasn't that familiar with mostly any of the bands. There. We had, we've only been dating for, you know, about a year or so at this point. Yeah. And... So, you know, you can't get to everything in a year. <laughs> that's all I'm trying to say. Yeah, I was going to say. You yeah. know, you just go as, as you go. And, you know... I bet going into the show, she was like, eh, you know. And I was like, do I know anything by them? I'm like, you probably heard Rocky Like a Hurricane. Yeah, Rocky Like a Hurricane. <laughs> you know, just I'm, I'm not trying to talk down to her. Just That's just how no, it is. No, I mean, that's You just... ask anybody. Yeah. And, uh, man, she was like, we get halfway through Big City Nights. Guess who's yelling Big City Nights yeah. as loud as she can? You know, just stuff yeah. like that. It's like, yeah. Because yeah. that's, yeah. that's the song, dude. Yeah. It's that is all the about song. the song. That is like, the song. You, you... They have get, those songs that you, you can sing really, halfway through, even if you don't know the song. They're they're the they are the type of band where you can get so involved in it, whether you know much about them or not. I mean, there's, and that that's a that's special. That's that's something that that you don't get from a lot of a lot of acts. I mean, you can get that from Kiss. Yeah. If you haven't heard rock and roll all night, and you're like twenty. I wonder where you're from. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, know. I, I honestly have no idea where you're from. Yeah. But you know, you you can you can easily just fit into these songs so so well and feel feel awesome yeah. about about how how well these songs are done. Yeah. You know, whether it's a, a big city nights or a, a, a rock and roll all night. Yeah. I mean that 
that's a comparison that I'm making here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that you can you can get into and be part of yeah that that sound and 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 these bands yeah. that way. And, and if that's your in, if that's your gateway drug, yeah, hey, guess what? And they're just they're so rock and roll. I remember the when I when I first really post Love at First Sting, they immediately did Worldwide Live. Man, those videos. It happened immediately, it, like, too, when, Whenever man. you see the videos for Big City Nights and No One Like You from that album, and it's like they're on the road all over the world, it looks like the funnest fucking job. Yeah. <laughs> like, those yeah. are the videos that made me want to be a rock star. Like, Oh, and, yeah. And if you, by the way, if you want a good reference for a good modern release by a heritage band like the Scorpions, get Sting of the Tail. That thing is a... Great Actually, album. Yeah, that was so good. really good. That's yeah. rec- that the recent one, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. The last that was great, great last record. studio they put out. All right, Logan, we're gonna play something that they played that day. We're gonna get it off of Worldwide Live. Uh, so your pick. What do you yeah. want? You want to <laughs> I, flip a coin? Big City Nights or Dynamite? I, you know, I'd flip a coin, but Big City Nights, such. Can't go wrong. Yeah, I, I don't care. I'm sorry. That's one of those songs. I'm sorry. I don't care how many times I've heard. I never I'm get sorry. sick of it. Even yeah. if it's on VH1 Classic, yeah. I don't turn I don't... the channel. Yeah, give All a right. shit. Worldwide live, big city nights. What big more do you city want? nights, man. There you go. We have a song for you from the new album from Love Sing called Big City Nights.
right, there you go. That was Scorpions. Scorpions. From Worldwide Live, so somewhere oh, live in the world. Big City Nights. Big City. Can't go wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. Um, uh, you know, yeah. Shoot me for not going deep, but God damn it. I'm not going to shoot you. Yeah. All right. We're moving on from the Scorps Scorps. to... Uh, some more bad boys running wild, especially at that point. Motley Crew. Ooh, yes. good segue. Ooh, yeah, like I said, the newly sober <laughs> Motley in 1989. That's impossible. They they made it through one tour, I think. I, I, I read the dirt. Yeah, okay. Yeah. They, they were like, <laughs> I think they were like, yeah. We I were. read the dirt. Yeah, yeah. A little bit of fiction. A lot of lot, lot of interesting truths. A lot of revelations. It's a it's one of the top five rock books Fiction. Ever. We're sober. You should definitely read it. Truth. I'm not. I'm not buying the heroin. By the way, I don't buy into that heroin diaries thing. I, I don't remember who said it, but they're like, "When since when does a heroin addict keep a fucking journal?" <laughs> Never. That doesn't happen. Sorry. And Nikki uh, Six will not invite you for Christmas. <laughs> no, he won't. No, actually, you know what? I, I, I've, I really do like Nikki. Actually, no, I always thought he was no, one of the no Christmas card from Nikki. No, you I know just, what? I always thought he was one of the coolest rock stars ever. He just Nick, he just Nikki, has that. Aura. Nikki still remains one of the coolest rock stars ever, and this is coming from me. Yeah, yeah. I gotta say, uh, every time like he does something that I'm like ah, oh. but he always come. He always rebounds somehow, and uh, you know he's got good taste. That's the other thing. I had, I had, you I had, know I have off air stuff to ask about. What you think about Nikki? Oh sure, yeah. yeah. So yeah, all right. I, I got some package. fun stories. For you. Yes, absolutely. Uh, so, hey, I, I remember this whole push because, like, you know, I, I always liked Motley, but I was really coming into it, really becoming a big fan. I mean, if you were a kid getting your fix from MTV, you were pretty much going to be a Motley fan, especially if you're a rock guy. And uh, the Doctor Feelgood was just starting up they were just starting that push they didn't play anything from dr feelgood no. on moscow they they kept it to pretty much first four records what was their set list that day uh all in the name of yeah, all in the name of was the opener some girls 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 uh live wire great yeah. smoking in the boys room shout really? the devil yeah. looks a kill right. wild sign girls 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 mm-hmm. jailhouse rock ah yes yes yeah, that that sounds. It's a right. it's a pretty. I mean, considering considering what everyone else got, <laughs> five songs from Bon Jovi. It's like you get nine songs from Motley, right? Yeah, but like it, it's probably a right around the same sort of like set time. Yeah, maybe. You know. Yeah, but uh, I, you know, like it is funny. Like uh, what, I thought they were a better band than Bon Jovi. I thought they 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 could be a headline band. Oh at, yeah, especially at that point. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, they. They were just about to start the biggest tour of their careers. Uh, maybe still to this day. No, no, that they they'd already been on huge tours. Well, on yeah, their girls. Own, man. I mean, they were those were all huge tours, big arena tours. But Doctor Feelgood was was the monster for them. Yeah, like, yeah, I suppose so. I, yeah. I, I I I just I don't have any distinction between what they were doing for like Theater of Pain to Girls, Girls, Girls sure. to Doctor Feelgood. I mean, those were all. Huge, mm-hmm. huge tours, yeah. all of them, that they were able to, you know, survive just as the headline. Yeah, and also and 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 fill up an entire set yeah. with with the pyro and and the showmanship that they had. So yeah, by by eighty seven, Tommy is doing a three sixty spinning drum kit. 
uh, yeah. with with a fire pit below it. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> and then he brings out the one that, that goes point, out in the I crowd. Think he made it. I think he made it. <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah, at that totally. point, I was so huge into Molly. I bought the shirts. I bought all the home videos. I, I was all in. I loved them. And uh, you know what's interesting in the pre sound scan area, girls, girls, girls went number two. They found out they sold more records that week. Yeah, and Whitney Houston got number one over them because they debuted the same week. But because she got more radio play, but they sold more records, they went with Whitney. He's like, that really pissed us off. But they had a legit number one with Dr. Feelgood. In yeah. a pre-Sound Scan era, they had a number one. And that was a rarity for that genre, yeah. too. That really sound and, 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 and Sound Scan, it, it, as as much as a, it, it may sound like it's a, a scam, Yeah, but it, it, it was more legitimate oh, than yeah. anything else that... that it actually the industry tracked, had period. It, the the album charts were one hundred percent based off of who was selling records, yeah. Not who was getting radio play, yeah. It completely changed the game, yeah. So Doctor Phil got a legit number one, so that means they were also getting radio play, which yeah. is wild. Well, I mean, there there was a lot of stuff that they they were able to. It was still an era that they could kind of cross over into regular radio too. Yeah. You know they had, you know, they had a few ballads. <laughs> don't well, they, I mean, yeah, they had the without you and stuff, but yeah, and don't go away mad. Was but don't go away mad. Yeah. Don't go away. Yeah, I mean that. I mean that's not necessarily like a ballad or anything. Like no, it's that. like a quasi. It it it, it sort of fits. It's but pop. It's very pop. It's pop, but yeah. at the same time, I mean, yeah, Doctor Feelgood. I mean, yeah, that was that was a big metal. I mean, the big those, rocker. Those first. Those first single, I mean, without you wasn't like a, a single until like the, it was, that was third like single. Late, that was real late on the record. It was like a yeah. third single off the album. Yeah. So yeah, yeah it was it was third coming out of the gate as a number two album. I mean, yeah, it's kind of, <laughs> kind of sucks that Wendy Houston took it, even though she probably shouldn't have. Yeah, yeah. but at the same time, hey, at that point, we have all we had to cling on was the the fact that the bands that we liked made it that far up. Yeah, yeah, that's that's also true. I did you remember going on the record stores? I I still remember when Girls 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 was like brand oh, new yeah. and the POP was up and uh they they had like the the flats and they they all had it like bordered with like red Girls 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 balloons. Oh yeah. I that was thought that was the coolest thing in they, the world. Yeah, the the, <laughs> the the way that they promoted records back then, man. Oh. It's great. You like you. You felt you totally felt like you were missing out if you didn't own. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, it it was it was one of the reasons why back then I wanted to be part of part of that scene. Yeah, totally. You know, I wanted to be the guy that that was part of part of promoting these bands that I really liked all that all that much, and and uh, you know, I I did it. You know, yeah, yeah. And it was a different it was a different industry by the time I got there, but. You know, it still had a little bit, little bit of that hanging on. Yeah. So, well, that's you know, good. but crew, solid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Still love them. And uh, since uh, you don't have as much of a reference for this song out of the set list, I'm actually going to go with this because this is actual audio yeah. from Moscow Music Peace Festival. This was the opening song of their set list, and uh, here you go. This is this is actually a cool deep cut. I think could have been a single off of. I think. The only reason it wasn't a single off of Girls, 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 honestly, was because it's still a little jailbaity. 
let's just say. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, the first lyric is freaking this. She's only 15, and she's oh. the reason that I can't sleep. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so here you go. Take it away, Molly. Hey, Molly.
right, there you go. That was Motley Crue live from the Moscow Music Peace Festival 1989. That was all in the name of dot, dot, dot. I always wonder why they went with that, but whatever. Um, fun stuff, though. I like it a lot. And first time I saw footage from that was on the Motley Crue Decade of Decadence home video. So talk about Motley all night. But we're going to move on to a guy that Motley toured with on one of their first big tours. The Ozman, Ozzy Osbourne, the icon. What else? Prince of Darkness. Prince of Darkness. Uh, yeah. What, what else can you say? I, I, I'm i interested in the set list there. And this is a, a fairly new tour. I mean, Ozzy always has a few new people pretty much every solo tour he's ever done. Right. But a, a really cool, solid lineup here. Zach Wilde in his rookie year, basically. Yeah. And Geezer Butler back on bass. Yep. He didn't do the album, No Rest of the Wicked, but he did the tour. And the late, great Randy Castillo on drums. Just, bah. What do you say about that lineup? Yeah, you can't say, say much better out of that. But the set list was, I don't know, mm-hmm. Shot in the Dark. Ooh, yeah. Suicide Solution. Nice. Tattooed Dancer. Ah. Flying High Again. Yeah. Sweet Leaf. Ooh. War Pigs, <laughs> Crazy Train, and then Paranoid. Ah, okay. I would have guessed that, actually. Yeah. I was like, which one do you I mean, it's, it, 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 it's it's actually the, the set list that I would have absolutely wanted out of Ozzy at that point. Uh, the only, thing, considering missing, that the only you, thing missing off of that set list is Bark at the Moon. Yeah, but, I mean, considering that you only get, at this point, nine songs. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. It, it'd be you know great. But yeah. you know what? He probably didn't want to do Bark because Jakey Lee was on that. Yeah, but I mean, you know, Zach did. Did Zach he get is, a credit on that? Did Jakey uh, Lee? I don't know if he ever. I think. I mean, I, I think he does. Not, yeah, not that he'd have like a, you know, a bitch about. You know, you, you you brought up something interesting when you when you mentioned the set list. I thought it was really interesting. The only new song represented from the current record yeah. at the time was uh-huh. Tattoo Dancer. Yeah, you know, he does that a lot. When I've seen him on subsequent solo tours, like when I saw him on Osmosis, the comeback uh, tour, yeah, radio was pushing uh, Perry Mason yeah. as the single, and then he goes out and doesn't play it. Doesn't he, play it. He plays I Just Want You off of the right. album. <laughs> so he's just like, I want to do this one. I'm going to do like, this it one It seems instead. like that. He just kind of does whatever the shit he wants to do. Like, eh, who cares? It's a single. Who cares? You know, it's like, uh, well, I like this song better. <laughs> like, <laughs> You know, it's... It, it is it it is very interesting the the song selection because it's it it tends to lean to more of what did Randy do with me oh yeah yeah and, and Zach equally and actually Zach, he, he loved Randy Zach was was almost equal I yeah. Well, I don't want to say that exactly because Randy is, yeah. is is in his own league. Yeah, and Zach would even tell you that, and he loves Jake too. I probably just pissed off a lot of people. That <laughs> no, listen. no, 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 no. But I remember I, Zach I, giving it up for both guys really equally. Like he's like, I love those guys. I love Randy. I, I think I think Zach was more in 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 line of being like a uh, Randy Rhodes protege than Jakey Lee was. Oh, Not to take yeah. anything from Jakey Lee. No, I think he, because I think Jakey Lee was. a Fantastic fucking guitar player. Oh, absolutely, still and, is. Well, when, you know, when when uh, when Zach got the gig, I remember Ozzy. I remember an Ozzy interview a few years after Zach got hired. It was probably when he did No More Tears, and the story goes supposedly, and you know, take it for what it's worth, because right. Ozzy was still in his lost years at this point. But he swears that he 
uh, members picking up one random cassette out of the batch of cassettes sent in as auditioning for him after Jake got fired. Uh-huh. And he says the one, the only tape that he picked up at all and had him showed it to Sharon. He goes, and it's a blonde kid holding a Les Paul. And he goes, hey, look at this. It's a Randy Rhodes clone. Dumps it back in the box. <laughs> Months later, this kid's auditioning and he gets the gig. It's like, oh, you sound, you know, this kid sounds great. And he goes, you look kind of familiar. And he started, he goes, you're the Randy Rhodes clone. <laughs> wow. So that supposedly is what happened. Out wow. Of that. Yeah. So. Wow. Anyway, but I think I got a pretty good pick here. Uh, little, little obvious, but it was played that day. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's funny because I had this cassette and it's, it was actually a live EP called Just Say Ozzy. And it came out around this time. It came out in 1990. It was recorded, I think, at the Odeon, like, in 89. And uh, there's some really good performances on there. Uh, the Ozzy Life stuff kind of does scream of, of obvious overdubbing. But the thing I like about this performance is you bring up Zach. It, not that Jake isn't awesome, once again. But yeah. I really like, I really, really enjoy the solos and the way that Zach contributed to this particular song. So we're going to go a little Ultimate Sin, and we're going to play some Shot shot in the Dark. Shot in the Dark. Here you go.
All right, there you go. Some live Ozman with uh, Shot in the Dark from the Just Say Ozzy live EP. Now, that sounds like a lame catchphrase, Just Say Ozzy, but the album cover really puts that over because it's a Just Say No, like spray paint on the wall, and it's crossed just out. Just Say and Ozzy. It's yeah. Zach with a spray paint can putting yeah. Ozzy on it instead. Yeah, it's good. And uh, I remember also if, it fits. You, if you look at the bottom right of the album cover, there's also a little bit of spray paint at the bottom where it says this paint smells like my ass or something like that. <laughs> uh, album, yeah, it does. Uh, album covers. <laughs> All right. Uh, the last thing here, I appreciate everybody listening to the show uh, as, as we tend to do when we have more than just me on the show. A, hey. lot, of, a lot of talking, but it's a lot of fun. But uh, since you hung in there, we're going to stop talking because now it's time for the end of the Moscow Music Peace Festival. Not only the conversation, but the concert itself. Something I rarely do on the show. A bunch of different cuts from the same album, but I think it's apropos. And how else are you supposed to end this? Other than it's time for the jam. So, Logan, we're going to do a block. Yep. And uh, the first song, you're going to hear Bon Jovi, Cinderella... Uh, Brigada S, who I'm assuming is Gorky one, Park. Or no, something. no, it's it's from one of those other Russian bands. Oh, okay, uh, and Klaus, Klaus, and they're gonna do Hound Dog. Of course, awesome. of course, originally by Elvis, or actually originally by Big Mama Thornton. Originally, yeah, yes, yeah. yeah. Wow, made famous wow. by Elvis. Yeah, wow. I did my new originals a while yeah. back. And then after that, like I said, we're doing a block here, so I'm just gonna pr- do it all yeah. here. Then we're going to go into a medley of Long Tall Sally and Blue Suede Shoes. Yeah. And that's going to be the Scorpions, Gorky Park, and on piano, David Bryan. From Bon Jovi, of course. And then we're going to... I was going to say, the John Bovi. Yes. And then we're going to finish it off with a cover of Led Zeppelin's Rock and Roll with Skid Row, Motley Crue, Uh additional lead guitar by Zach Wilde, and on drums, special guest flown out, Jason... Jason... Bonham. So enjoy this block of covers and I'll come back and say goodbye. But thank you so much, Logan, for joining me here tonight. Hey, man, it's been pretty bitching. Yes. This was a pretty good good fest. Yeah, I had a good time. Yeah. All right. And uh, see you later, Logan. I'll talk to you guys in just a minute. Enjoy this medley. In the name of rock and roll, this is what Elvis started. This is what we're gonna continue. Hit it, Freddie.
And there you have it. That was my roundtable there with the great Logan. I hope you enjoyed it. A, a rather long episode than what we usually do here at Rock Strikes Tim, but hey, you know. Uh, so yeah, and I hope you enjoyed that jam there at the end with the, the all-star jams. I'm going to go ahead and get out of here. Until then, please go to cnjradio.com. As I should mention, the brand new cnjradio.com. Chris just went in and made a bunch of cool changes to it, so it's definitely a better website now. Uh, you can see the links to this show, of course, the Facebook, the Twitter, the email, joey at cnjradio.com, links to the other current show on cnjradio.com, The Synaptic, starring Randy Brown, a true alternative. You should definitely be listening to his show. And I'm not just saying that because he's sitting behind me. Go back and listen to the old shows. I say it every time. I really am. I'm sitting right behind you. <laughs> yeah, there he is. Randy's about to record a new episode of The Synaptic, so... Go listen to that one right now. It's going to be episode 71. It's going to be a good one, right, Randy? Absolutely. Yes. Five-star show. Five-star show, yes. Five-star show. And on that note, go do that and subscribe to The Synaptic. I'll see you on the next episode. Until then, have fun.